This is the Coffee Commune podcast, where the coffee community comes to collaborate, showcasing today another of our Coffee Commune members. Enjoy. Hi, you're listening to Phil DeBella, and I'm here with the Coffee Commune podcast. And today I've got another great member who's an in-resident member, Mr. Barry Wilkinson from SW Brokerage. Barry, welcome to the show. Thanks, Phil. Thanks for having me. You're welcome. Tell me, 60 seconds, tell me a bit about yourself. Introduce yourself. Tell me about the company. What problems do you guys solve? Originally from Scotland, immigrated from uh, Scotland when I was five. I lived in Brisbane predominantly all my life, travelled a little bit of Europe, became self-employed 16, 17 years ago, mate, and I've been doing it ever since. And your industry is obviously finance. What's specifically in finance? Look, at ranges. Uh, it's actually morphed in the last 12 months, but residential, commercial, equipment. But we're actually going down the line of uh, budgeting and our online platform, which I'll, I'll speak to you and your, your guests Fantastic. about. Great. Well, let's get into it. So question one, why have you chosen to be part of the Coffee Commune community? The sense of belonging is a big thing. The commune is I'm really looking forward to other business, other businesses involved, people that are like-minded, people that have got goals that we can help to become a community and we look out for each other. And I think that that's one thing that's been lost uh, yeah, in modern great. society. Well, it's great because obviously what we want to do is create an ecosystem and we're well underway. Our in-residence program, as you know, is full and we're proud to have you a part of that. And already you've obviously met a lot of other mm. prospective clients and, and you'll meet clients of theirs, which is what it's all but about. But it's also what I do really enjoy. It's, it's not something that I would normally be involved with that sector and that kind of, you know, that that community as such because you tend, tend to typically deal with accountants, financial planners, but dealing with people that are at ground level, that's what I love. You know, and you're talking about funding for baristas, you're talking about funding for forklifts and love it, mate. Absolutely. Yeah, in your business. Yeah. Tell me, what problem does your business solve? Making the unachievable achievable, allowing people to have more control with their finances by educating them, showing them their conscious behaviour when it comes to their money choices. Yeah, something that's very important, of course, you know, as the world, um, you know, goes through change and we're always going through change, but in this one, it's obviously one big smack mm. and one big change, you know, managing money is important. And as you say, and what I love about your your business is that a lot of people just want to try and sell you finance, whereas you're actually selling solutions to problems. So that's it. Um, great work. Tell me, the biggest issue your business faces today is? Instant gratification. AI, IT, aligning, uh, aligning and gaining people's trust over the internet before you meet them. That's yeah. one big, big issue that I find. But yeah, and bad news travels quick and good news unfortunately doesn't. Correct. Right? But it's a, it's what I do love it. It may be an issue, but it, it's also an opportunity at the same time. Yeah, true. Four, what has been the most rewarding part of your journey so far? Being self-employed for the last 16 to 17 years and being fortunate enough to have wonderful people and built a, a small business with wonderful, great brokers and, and admin team. Yeah, and it's coming through, you know, with the people I've interviewed for the show, it's really coming through that um, that's a common one where people say, and you know what, and I feel inspired because a lot of business owners are doing it tough and continue to do it tough and obviously we don't want them to, but it's really inspiring for me when I hear business owners saying that one of the most rewarding things is that they're running their own business. It, it's awesome. But also another thing, Phil, is, is um, like attracts like. Yeah, true, true. Tell me, Five, what is a memorable piece of advice you would give to someone? It's a very simple one. Uh, money talks, wealth whispers. Ah, I like that. Wealth whispers. Elaborate a bit for me. Well, you know, you see it by materialistic items, clothing, Instagram, Facebook, social media. I could tell you a quick story. I remember as a young man, 18, 19 years of age, I was working for Roger David and this guy walked in one day and he was dressed just in a pair of football pants and just a singlet. And uh, the girl that I was working with said to me, look, you go up and speak to this guy because her body language was just, we made an assumption on his appearance. 
So I went up to him, spoke to him. I said, look, mate, what are you after? He goes, mate, I'm after two suits, two shirts, two ties, a belt, a pair of trousers, some socks. We didn't sell shoes at Roger David, of course. Anyway, so I guided him to the $99 rack and you could buy two at that stage. It was 1998 and uh, you could see his body language and I was only, I was quite unconscious at the time and, and he goes, mate, why, why, why are you showing me this? He goes, can I have a look at those suits? And I just walked over. My body language was like, okay, mate, no worries. Thinking automatically that this guy couldn't buy them. To cut a long story short, he bought three suits, two shirts, and everything that he was after. And I, when, when I was at the changing room with him, he goes, mate, why did you take me to the $99 rack? I said, oh, look, I'm not going to lie because of your appearance. And that's when he said to me, mate, never, ever judge a book by its cover, but money talks, wealth whispers. Yeah, I love it. I love it. Yeah. And great great story because um, it's very true. The rah-rah club is normally the ones that actually don't have the wealth, right? Yeah. Uh, and I've seen it with myself for doing business in New York. I can't get over the amount of people that wear $3,000 suits, but they're renting apartments. Yep. They take people on dates and they've got to split the bill because they can't afford it. Mm. You know, And it's, it brings back memories when you were telling me that story of me being a, you know, a, a spectator in New York and listening to some of the stories over there. So uh, thanks for sharing it, mate. Some good messages there. Six, what is your favourite mantra, words, quotes or saying and how does it inspire you? Oh, God, I've got three here actually. Don't worry about the people that aren't happy for you. They probably aren't happy themselves. Another one that uh, I heard a couple of years ago, which I quite like, jealousy Jealousy is like a cup of poison where you drink it and hope the other person gets sick. And uh, I'd rather, my last one is, I love this, I'd rather deal with a wolf than a wolf in a sheepskin. Yeah, tell me, explain the last. How do you go about dealing with these? So, yeah, um, you know, what is it? What the is jealousy it, what part. Is it, how does it inspire you? Tell me, what inspiration do you get from them? Yeah, uh, it's a good question, actually. Um, with people that obviously don't want you to succeed, it actually just drives me on. That's my upbringing. Comes your fuel. Yeah. It does, and I was put it back to my football days, where you know you, you were either told that you weren't good enough, and when I first came to the country in Australia, obviously I was got a little bit behind with school and got told by teachers and what what's not that you'll never amount to things that that old cliche, but. It's just something deep inside of me, mate. I honestly just don't know anything but just keep going um, because at the end of the day, one thing my father has taught me, the hard work, hard work, hard work, and no one can do it but you. Do the work, get in the river. It's that yep. stuff that I talk about all the time. Do but the, the real, the, the, the last one I love because I'd rather deal with someone that I know up front and I've been friends with you for a long time. You say it as you see it. I'd rather that as opposed to you talking behind my back. Yeah, there's no um, guessing. There's no, no, guessing. no, there's not. And that's part of authenticity, right? Mm. Uh, for the listeners, the, the points Barry make is excellent. Um, and it's two things that I can tell you from experience. I've always used the negativity and the slanging matches from others as fuel in my petrol. Mm. So um, I don't get angry when I put fuel in my car unless it's a dollar eighty-five, like it was the other day. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, um, you know, I've got to put fuel in the car to drive it. So you know what? Let's look at those negative comments, the naysayers, you know, the rah-rah club that wants to put you down. Let's use it as fuel in the petrol. And you obviously do that really well. But also, you know, if someone's saying something to you and, you know, with yourself, you'll say something to someone, not because you want to hurt them. It's actually, if you dissect it, he's actually trying to help you. You want the best for him. Yeah. Right. And it's not like, mate, that's a terrible shirt. Yeah. You know, and people would take offence to that. It's not that I think it. You know, I'm just trying to help you. He's not talking about me, listeners. No, he's, he's not even wearing he's a shirt. To our producer, he'll go better. Lucky that, <laughs> but his shirt's okay. It's not fur or anything. But I know I, um, I totally, totally agree. There's, uh, and I'll share a very quick story with you um, that you probably haven't heard. But when I had 120 staff at Debella Coffee, they would say, "Hey, don't be scared when Philip's talking to you, even if he's getting passionate and he raises his voice and he's, you know, and you might think he's getting aggressive. That's actually a good thing. Mm. Just get scared when he's not talking to you at I all. I agree. Yeah. 
because when yeah, he's not talking yeah. to you, it means he's given up and there's no chance. Yeah. We're beyond repair. So those things really resonate what you've brought up, Barry, with me. So uh, if you could solve one problem in the world, what would it be and how would you go about it? I would delete some of the social media out there. You know, like it just escalates people's instant gratification for me in areas. It's made people's temptation to be easy. It's people's temptation to buying is become so much more easier with the unconscious mind, me personally. So for me, it would be some social media. I would probably put restrictions around people and what they can and can't buy online personally because you can buy something that absolutely solves no you know, fulfilment in your life and it can be del- delivered to your house. Yeah, well, that's what they do in China, right? They actually yeah. don't have Facebook, so they do limit the social media. And um, what I call about it is that social media is like a um, scalpel. It can be used for good, but it can certainly be used for bad. And and the outset of the bad is that it builds a false economy. And you talked about it with instant gratification. So we're on the same page there, my friend. What is your biggest fear and how do you deal with it? Oh, mate, look, I don't really live in that mindset, to be completely frank. Um, you be scared of something. But is it sharks? Is it whales? Yeah. Is it crocodiles? Is it of your missus? What is it? Hide. I'm scared to hide. But to be honest with my mindset itself doesn't really live in that. However, to answer your question is probably being, you know, well, being self-employed for the last 16, 17 years, I've come across a lot of changes. One thing, one thing my fear is I'll never stop learning, you know, and I don't think anyone should ever have that mindset. I mean, I didn't know anything about shares up to five years ago. I didn't know much about super. So I had to have a holistic kind of financial kind of repertoire when people spoke to me. I needed to be somewhat educated to go, well, that's where you sit. So to answer your question, my biggest fear would be uh, never knowing enough. Okay. And how do you deal with it? Read. Good. Put yourself so in learning mode. I read. Well, look, you know, look at Warren Buffett and, and uh, Bill Gates. These guys read 500 books a year. Now, you would think that they would be, the, you know, how would they fit a lot more time than you and I, my friend. But, <laughs> yeah, yeah, but... You know, for them, it's like, how do they fit it in? And you hear any of the good, I'm, I'm sure you're the same, you read in the morning. Yeah. Well, read, I, one of the things I do is, because um, I'm not a reader, because I want to be a lawyer. Uh, well, I actually want to be a, uh, a barrister, but I, to be a barrister, you had to become a lawyer, which means I had to read and I'm and I'm not good. But I, I love audio books. Yeah, yeah. So I do a lot of stuff, obviously, when I'm at the gym or I'm traveling in the car, audio books are my thing. So, And that's a, there's a message in there, right? You love, Reading is how you deal with your fear of not learning enough, right, to condense it. And for the listeners to take away from that, reading doesn't mean you need to sit with a book there's different ways to read information Um, it can be like things like blink list it can be audio books but the moral of the story there is constantly put yourself in learning mode so that um, you are evolving and moving forward you know people say to me i don't know anything about that well pick up a book read it if someone that's traveled that path just listen and watch what they did and follow get in the river like i said don't stand on the banks get in the river and um, chase what it is that you're chasing number nine what lesson experience or moment in life has changed the way you think oh god there's many one clear distinct one was probably you know not a great way to remember this i got drunk for 55 dollars 10 years ago at the brecky creek i had a mortgage franchise 10 years ago that went into administration and it was in administration for nine months, which meant I lost all my trail and everything like that. I was at the Breaky Creek with a bunch of my friends, would have been about 10 of us. Five of them, I will not mention them, but I still remember it, offered me money. But I still remember the clothes I had on that day, but I got drunk for 55 bucks. So that was the probably the most defining moment of my life. And it just completely, someone said to me, mate, and I use this on my own podcast, your ego is not your amigo. 
So that changed me completely. I thought that I was a different person and I know I can come across a bit egotistical, but it's not. It's just that I'm confident and because I've had stuff that's happened in the past like that, you've just become a little bit thicker skin. Yeah. So it's changed the way you think. It's made you what? Brought you back down to Yeah, like anything could be taken away at a drop of a hat. I mean, I deal with finances. I've written over maybe $600 million worth of applications and I'm not trying to be big. It's just home loan applications. What I'm getting at there is that I've seen people that think that their shit done stink. Uh, however, it can change in a heartbeat. So gratitude, you never really, it's the simple things. And we saw that over COVID. It was the simple things. It's not the materialistic things that actually give you fulfillment. But that was probably the most defining thing and, and gratitude, you know. God, I'm, I'm a healthy 44-year-old man, mate. I'm not sitting in Brisbane, you know, cancer ward. What else do you want? Yeah, good. Some good messages there, mate. And um, and, and great to learn that by the age of 44. Some people are 64 and still trying to work I it don't out. know if you could still get pissed. You probably still could with 55 bucks Well, somewhere. you go out with generous mates, you can get pissed <laughs> for nothing. Uh, haven't we all experienced those mates before? When are we going but, then? No, no, that's all good. Uh, <laughs> mate, I'm building a business. We're starting from the ground up. Uh, number 10. Finish this sentence. When I leave a room, I would like people to? I would like people to remember me by he's jovial in some areas, but he gives more information than we ask for to help us. So yeah, it comes like from it. a genuine place of, of you I know. I like it. I'll you want to be in stuff. service to others. It's, it's a great quality. It's a rare quality. And it's something that does make successful people successful is that they're in service to others, that they uh, want to fulfill and solve problems for other people. And obviously the byproduct of that is that their business prospers. So Barry, I'm going to hand over to you. I want you to spend next uh, minute or so telling us a little bit about your podcast because you've got a, an excellent podcast and my producer produces yours. He does a wonderful job, Mr. Gilberto Castillo from the Podcast Box. He's the man. Um, he is a good guy. He does this. He does my personal one and he does yours. Tell us a little bit about the handle of, so give us the handle for your podcast, where they can find it, but also the purpose of why you started that. Yeah, it's a good question. So the, the podcast happened and it came about through you, which I thank, number one. Gil's a wonderful guy to deal with. Anyone that's looking for someone that's professional and a great setup, you can't go any further than him. So SW Brokerage, um, your Australian, the Australian focus brought to you by SW Brokerage, how it came about was the stories. One thing my father is good at and he's a good storyteller and I think it must be a Scottish trait and I'm a good storyteller. But it's actually bringing the common stories of, you know, your mum and dads, you just Gen, you know, your people run of the mill hearing their stories and how they can achieve finance and their financial goals. Now, finance is just not defined by money. It can be defined by time and, and everything like that. So I have just did one recently. It was about the mindset and depression, which is a big thing with finance because people, you know, their unconscious mind has got a lot to do with their behavior and yet they spend money in areas they don't, they're not aware of, which will therefore bring, you know, their, their moods down. But it's talking to people about how to start shares, financial planning, accountants, listening to professional sportsmen, brokers, but just bringing just the common just the common points back to you know the general public to go well you can achieve this it's not unachievable so for me the podcast and I'll continue to do the podcast and I really want to try and reach out to a few more people that uh, you know like your psychologist to really tap into the mind because I'm I'm quite passionate about that no, it was great and the handle again is called the Australian the Australian focused financial Australian financial focus 
Brought to you by SW Brokerage. We just changed it. Great. And um, your website for SW Brokerage, for anyone looking for anything from very small to very large finance across any product or item, of course, what Barry does, he's done some stuff for me. What he does different is he's actually there working for you. He's not working for the financial institution. They match up the best deal and the best value and scenario that you need for whatever it is you want need to finance for whatever reason, and then they go and get the best deal for you. Where can they find more information, Barry? Yeah, on our website. We also do blogs. I'm very heavy in the blogs as what well. What is the website? So, www.swbrokerage.com.au. We also have our own app. I just want to share a quick story with you, Phil. So three days ago, I met up with a client to finalise everything that she does. We don't sell on interest rate. It's more about the SWB way, um, which we're just about to obviously do a video on. But the SWB way is, is making things easier for people via digital, but also at the same time working with the staff and how we actually contact you ongoing. So definitely not about the interest rate. It's more about how we create and show you wealth. Three days ago, I met up with a client of mine. We sat, I put it on the whiteboard. She said to me, okay, look, my cost of living is you know, 5700 plus my mortgage repayments of $2,000. Now, their net income, there was a surplus there of 2000 bucks. So she's, I said, okay, well, that, if, that, if that's your cost of living, no worries, that's great. We also went, okay, well, look, we've got an online app called SWB Money Hub. Now, that actually is going to, it's starting to grow legs. We're actually, it talked about showing all your finances in one spot, but also at the same time showing people about their budget and their behaviour. So you're looking at, when I'm talking to this lady, I said, okay, well, look, press this button. I turned her onto our app. It showed you the live bank accounts. Now, it showed you for the last 30 days her, her bank account statements. Her cost of living was 9800 She told me it was 7500 My point to this is, had she not actually realised that, she's frustrated because she's either coming to her employer to go, I need more money, but what my point here is that just bringing you back to the conscious awareness to see what you're actually spending your money on. Yeah. You take accountability is one of my things. Don't actually look at anyone else and worry about what they're doing. You just worry about yourself. So now that we gave her a clear plan, she's, she's got financial control. She feels a lot lot happier now, which is good. And um, I've, I've seen, I've seen, I saw a different mood as she walked out basically. So she's got all her finances in one spot on our phone app. It's yeah. something we're doing a little bit uniquely different. Yeah, and that is um, that's a good story because you know I love talking about analogies because sometimes you can explain what you do as a business, but un- unless you can actually show how you've impacted on someone's life, it's hard for people to understand. So, thanks for sharing that. So. Barry, great to have you on the show. Anyone looking for anything financial, any finance, or just want to ask questions, the guys are great. They're part of the Coffee Commune in-residence membership. So uh, they are actually got a um, satellite office here based at uh, 84 Abbotsford Road, but you can get on their website, get a, a load of the podcast, have a look at the, um, the app they've got, and uh, just reach out. So uh, reach out and uh, you won't be disappointed. So until next time, Barry, thank you. Thank you very much, Phil, for having me. And uh, anyone that wants to ask any questions, my crew have got some polo shirts on, so they're more than welcome to talk to them then then and there. Awesome. Thank you. Until next time, you guys go be the best you can be, and uh, the Coffee Commune is here to accelerate your potential. You've been listening to Phil Develop. Thank you for listening to the Coffee Commune podcast. Remember to subscribe and rate this show wherever you're listening.